Your insurance needs are as unique as the work you do and the industry you're in. Having the right protection in place is just the start. There's so much you can do to mitigate risks to your business for today and as you grow. At Sovereign Insurance, we're here to help with valuable information, insights, tips, and tools to help you protect your operations. Visit SovereignInsurance.ca to learn more. Welcome to the Startup Canada podcast, a weekly show serving Canada's entrepreneurship community. I'm your host, Rick Spence, business journalist, editor, public speaker, and entrepreneur. After 15 years as the national entrepreneurship columnist at the National Post, and as the former editor and publisher of Profit, the magazine for Canadian entrepreneurs, I've learned what makes Canadian startups special, scalable, and successful. On this show, we connect you with Canada's most innovative and entrepreneurial leaders and changemakers. You'll meet the people driving the entrepreneurial movement and we'll share their first-person adventures and their tips, hacks, and best advice for running startup and growth companies. The Startup Canada podcast is a production of Startup Canada, the national rallying community for Canada's 3.5 million entrepreneurs. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere else you listen to your podcasts. To entrepreneurs everywhere, this is your show. Ladies and gentlemen, entrepreneurs from coast to coast to coast, welcome to the Startup Canada podcast. On the show today, we're thrilled to have Raymond Luke of Toronto-based Hockey Stick. Raymond is a serial entrepreneur and investor. He's the founder of Hockey Stick, which is a matchmaking system for startups and funders, Flow Ventures, a financial consultancy for startups, Year One Labs, an early stage micro VC fund, and others. He's passionate about entrepreneurship and removing barriers to raising capital through technology. I have to say I've known Raymond for a few years as he's a real pillar of the Canadian startup ecosystem. And I wrote an article a few years ago in the Financial Post about Hockey Stick's attempt to unite the national innovation ecosystem. So I want to find out how that's working out because it's, it's, it's a great goal and a very complex one. So welcome to the show, Raymond. It's great to be here, Rick. Thank you. Um, before we get started and we get into your story, um, what we want to do is make sure that entrepreneurs know that this is a podcast for them and that we're determined to give them some real content and some real value along the way. So can you share with us the top learnings that you'd like entrepreneurs to take away with from our conversation today? Yeah, I, I always um, you know, have a caveat that, um, you know, when, when entrepreneurs, I think we're, we're always inundated by lots of advice. So my first thing I always say is, um, you know, advice can be useful, not useful. Um, often it's not, um, you know, be very conscious of um, who you're getting it from, you know, uh, your own mindset, their mindset. So it, it's kind of fraught with danger, the whole advice game, and it is a bit of a game. Uh, I'll try to avoid doing that. But the one thing I, I've spent a lot of time thinking about that we'll talk about today is, is just the mindset of the entrepreneur and the founder. What is your own mindset? Um, and how do you think about yourself uh, and your own performance as a founder? Because uh, that's something that I, I really care about because it's about long-term, right? It's not just about a short-term tactic of how do I close this financing, but it's how do I sustain the creativity um, and the just the energy I need to have an entire career as an entrepreneur, uh, not just um, getting over this next hill. 
All right. That's something I think that will appeal to everybody. Let's talk a little bit about hockey stick. Sometimes I like to start with the origins, but let's start with present day here. Can you describe, because you've had a pivot or two, um, can you tell us what hockey stick is and what it might mean to uh, an entrepreneur starting out? For sure. Like we are a, a matchmaking system um, using AI data uh, to really try to help uh, people connect. At the end of the day, we're, you know, we're, we, we help people connect and those people happen to be uh, entrepreneurs, um, you know, funders, investors, uh, experts. Uh, really, it's really limitless uh, because when we really look at why the why it's you know the private market that we're all part of or the tech ecosystem whatever you call it uh, we look at that we just see a lot of inefficiencies and a lot of things that are uh, kind of annoying difficult slow all these kind of drags on on being able to grow iterate pivot all those things that that we have to do and so you know we our solution is to use ai and tech to um, help cut through that so we, we introduce startups to um, funders, that's the most obvious example, and um, and vice versa, right? So we help people who want to invest in Canadian startups uh, to reach them, get those intros, and um, and it's something that, you know, we really feel the acute need for that this year because we're all at home, we're not traveling, we're not going to conferences and doing those things that helped us build relationships that, frankly, we, we all took for granted. Uh, now we right. don't, and yeah. and so um, you know I think that what we're doing would have been you know it's a great idea no matter what, uh, in in my opinion. But I think it's there's been a, especially an acute need for it this year. Right. I think most people will, will, will you know pretty uh, pretty pretty easily get the idea of a matchmaking service for potential investors, but who else might you uh, match people with? Uh, customers. I mean, that's probably the the um, you know where we're going with this in in the in the next few um, steps. You know, I won't won't give a timeline for that, but you know, we just look at what are other kind of inefficient uh, things happening that that stop companies from growing to their full potential. So, um, finding capital is definitely one. Um, finding customers is another that we all uh, we also really care about. Um, and there are others, but just, you know, those two are uh, hugely inefficient. And uh, if you ask founders, you know, what are the things you care about most? It's um, it's money when you need working capital to grow, invest in, and survive. Uh, it's customers ultimately because um, that's what a business is. And it's finding customers and having them uh, get value and create value for you. So we see them both as the part of the same thing. It's helping um, you know, reduce those search costs, which, you know, again, I'll, I'll emphasize that it's not just a search cost of like startups hungrily looking for customers and capital. It's the other side. There's, you know, people want to, um, you know, corporate Canada has heard all about this huge tech ecosystem, but, but doesn't really buy a lot of tech from startups. So that tells me that there's also some, some search costs there that uh, we want to get rid of. Interesting. I didn't know we were headed towards customers. So we're going to come back to that because if there's any problem bigger than raising money, it's yeah. finding customers and finding the right way to get in, in, in touch with them. So I want to, so I do want to come back to that. Um, tell me how, how hockey stick started because when you 
first started, my impression was that you were doing something different. Yeah, I mean the you know every you know every company is um, you know every company changes and evolves, right? That's something that's um, I've experienced many times in in prior companies and, and companies that I've been involved with or invested in is just you know if if you're not changing, then um, you know you're, you're probably not growing and innovating. So when we started off, I mean the mission has never changed, right? That the mission was there's a lot of inefficiencies in this market. Um, we think data is is a big um, a big the the lack of data I should say is a big problem, and um, we want to start a company um, that helps companies achieve hockey stick growth. That's you know part of the reason we named the company Hockey Stick. By the way, is you know we <laughs> it's a we great know name. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, and and I love I'm a hockey fan too, of course. But um, you know we know entrepreneurs aspire to growth. Um, that kind of hockey stick you know, exponential growth curve, um, but you know what are the impediments to that? And let's start a company to solve that problem. So that was the mission. Um, when we started off, we were attacking uh, different parts of it. So things like um, software for investors to communicate with startups and startups to communicate with investors. So we started off doing that for um, uh, VCs, um, for for different funders. Um, we, we kind of evolved that to um, looking at the data itself. So, you know, besides software um, um, that would improve how people communicate, um, which has a data component, we thought, wait, we should just create a huge database. And, and we did that. Um, um, we started collecting data on um, the Canadian ecosystem, which we still do, um, you know, from venture capital, private equity, entrepreneurs, angels, accelerators, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and um, license, licensing that. But we also did something which I think, um, you know, was really important to us, which was we, we open sourced a lot of this data. So um, we just felt that in order to really re uh, remove these search costs, one of the things we need to do is standardize and make sure more data is open. And um, I think we, we've done more than anybody else in Canada to um, open source a lot of this data, open source the taxonomies, and kind of invite people to uh, share in that. Well, if um, you're going to talk smart, then I, we're going to need a new host here. You, <laughs> the, you taxonomize the taxonomy. Sorry. Um, <laughs> what, what does it mean to open source? You made it free and freely available. Yeah, when we, you know, a couple of years ago, we um, we um, released an open database that's. Um, we essentially said, you know. Here's a bunch of data that we want to make freely available to anybody, and um, and we said to startups, you know, because it's hard for you to find information on who's getting funded and what I should do, you're you're going to get a you're going to get free access to this um, database uh, for as long as you like, and um, and we still do that, right? So, you know, it's our attempt to solve this problem by making the the data more freely available, um, and. And what I meant by taxonomy uh, is just we realize that there's a lot of people talking about the same thing with slightly different language that's just different enough that you can't line up the Excel you know, sheets together and figure out that when you say AI and I say machine learning, um, we, we kind of mean the same thing. Um, that's still a problem, by the way, in Canada and, and pretty much everywhere. It's just the lack of standardization. But... Um, but you know, going along that journey, um, you know, we realized that okay, we've got this database product now. We've got this data, 
and and our latest evolution is really um, another step forward towards asking ourselves, but what do the people who use our database, why are they actually using it? Right. And if, if I can uh, interrupt you for a sec, sorry. I, I'm yeah. Just saying, so, so that's sort of where you and I talked last when I wrote a, an article about it, because I thought there was a, a heck of a lot of value in someone actually putting together a database of the ecosystem, the companies, the entrepreneurs, the funders, the investors, the angels, and the accelerators and 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 the, yeah. the mentors. And, and I thought there was tremendous value in that, that 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 people would flock to it and it would help supercharge connections. Um, but you've taken that a step farther now with with with, with your algorithm. Yeah, because we looking at how people used the database, probably the, the number one feedback we got was that it's too big. Like it was, um, there was like 25,000 companies in it and over like 2,000. that was the point. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> to yeah. To get them so all in there. Somewhat, yeah. yeah, we're kind of a victim of our own success. We, we did achieve it and we have achieved it. It's a huge database. Um, you know, I think it's the highest quality database of Canadian tech anywhere. And we're, and we're really proud of that. Um, but, um, you know, you always have to ask yourself who cares, right? So we, we, we count the number, we count the number of records in the database. We're so happy with ourselves, but you know, when you're lying in bed at night and you're asking yourself who cares, that kind of, um, conversation led us to look at, you know, spending more time talking to people about what, what, what's the business value they were, they're trying to get out of hockey stick. And it turns out, you know, all of the entrepreneurs said, well, I'm using your product to find uh, funders. And all of the funders we talked about said, well, I'm using your product to find startups. And that got us thinking very differently about what we had built and asking ourselves, but hold on, is there an even better way to do this where it's, it's like an easy button, right? So forget the database, forget AI, forget everything. If there's an easy button where you hit it and you get introduced to the perfect funder or the perfect startup, clearly everyone would like that. So let's see if we can build something as close to that easy button as possible. Hang on, I love that concept. I mean, I, I remember when easy button e easy buttons were were a thing coming out of Staples. Um, yeah. But I'd never thought about it as a model for an entrepreneur's uh, tactical planning and product development. What if there was an easy button that could make this happen quicker? Is do you think that's a question more people should be asking? Because I love it. Yeah, I think so. I mean, arguably, we you know we should have asked ourselves this much earlier in our own evolution. But I think that when you're trying to build something new, um, it's really easy to um, focus on the features of the thing you're building because you, you have to, right? You 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 have to actually execute. you have to be obsessed with them. Yeah. Yeah, and and if you're not, then you have a crappy product. But it's easy to get lost in in the weeds there and realize that you know your the thing you're building is just one possible solution to the thing that the problem that the person is ultimately trying to solve and um and that's why the easy button is is a really nice concept because it's going to force you to say but but we all agree the best way to do this would be hit the easy button and just solve it so it, it forces you to strip away all of the you know different features and buttons and business models and just get right to the core of None of all that matters if you can't solve what what the person wants to solve by hitting that big red button. Right. Do you think that uh, 
Hockey Stick as the database, as we'll call it Hockey Stick 1.0, if you want. Um, did you see that that was actually bringing people together, though? Um, I mean, as inefficient as it may have been because it wasn't AI-driven. But did you see that it was moving the needle at all? Yeah, I think so. I think that, um, you know, we saw that um, just with, you know, looking at the volume of people doing searches um, and also talking to people from, I think the probably thing that stood out to me was just the diversity of people using it. So, you know, talking to, um, let's say, a, a, a vendor who is uh, who we didn't really initially target saying, yeah, I, I used your database and it's been really helpful to find companies for my IP law practice or my, you know, my startup CFO practice. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. We didn't really think about that. And um, I also think that, um, you know, just talking to people about, you know, especially when we started publishing some stats, um, which we tried to do right away, just stats on Canada, the size, um, stats on different cities. And I think we, we still hear this to this day, people saying, I had no idea that there were that many companies or that many investors. One of the favorite things I used to do when we talked about the database, I'd say, how many startups are there in, in let's say, Toronto, the GTA? And they would always be off by a factor of 10. So they think, <laughs> oh, there's probably, I don't know, 300 or so. And then we do a search in the, deba- in the database, and there's more than 3,000. And their minds were blown because they just had no idea because there had never been, like that number had never been published mm-hmm. before, right? So when we, when we published... Um, um, you know, the GTA numbers for last year, um, people had no idea that, that there are billions of dollars being invested just in the GTA. And, um, and so I think that's, that's been really um, part of people's, A, knowledge of Canada as a real ecosystem that's legitimately on the world stage, and B, seeing who some of those players are, um, realizing that, oh, I didn't know that they invested uh, across Canada, for example, I need to contact that person. Um, so, you know, I, I think that it, it definitely, um, you know, has definitely become something that people rely on in Canada, um, but that didn't stop us from coming up with something better. Right. So uh, as I understand it, anyone listening to this podcast can go onto Hockey Stick and actually start looking for um, the the data they're, they're interested in, whether it's startups or funders or um you know, providers of particular <clears throat> products or services, right? I mean, anyone can yes. use that and that's open for free? Yeah, so it's, you know, our, our policy is always that the it's open for, uh, it's free for um, startups. And um, if you're selling to startups or you're an investor, um, there's, there's other channels. Like, for example, if you're a member of the CVCA, which most people are in Canada. Um, Canadian you can Venture Capital get- Association. Exactly. Yep. 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 Um, uh, you can also get free access through your membership. So it's a great reason to be part of that organization. Um, so we've always, you know, tried to make it, um, you know, open, free for for everybody who wanted to get access to it. Um, the um, the matchmaking, the same thing, hundred percent free for startups, and um, and uh, we have different kind of business models for uh, investors, lenders, vendors, etc. Right. So Raymond, one easy button later you've come up with something that uh, creates a huge shortcut in the way that startups and entrepreneurs and investors uh, find each other and find people who will hopefully be compatible matches in terms of what they're each looking for from each other. So, so tell us about the matchmaking 
process, the product that you have? Yeah, I think the I'll start by, uh, by kind of quickly describing the process we're trying to replace. And, and that's this kind of very, um, you know, very loose kind of um, very inefficient process where you, you get to pitch your company to, you know, to a VC, for example. And there's many different types of lend of, you know, funders. But just using this as an example, if you if you kind of unpack that process, it's, um, you know, people finding each other through personal networks, um, through, um, you know, asking other people, who do you know? Um, and, and that's already an inefficient. If you'd hap- you know, happen just not to live somewhere where there's lots of tech events or a high density of, of, of VCs who live in that area, um, you know, you're going to have less access. You know, this year, due to COVID, maybe that's, um, you know, leveled the playing field somewhat. But, you know, it's, it's kind of inefficient. And then you get to the point where, you know, you're pitching and you've got a pitch deck. And, and that's the beginning of this matchmaking process of knowing if there's a fit. But, but essentially, that, that whole pitching process is a sales process where the company is you know, doing their best to you know, make themselves look great. Uh, investors are, are using a you know, 10 or 12 slide deck to understand if there's a good fit. But it's not really data-driven at that point. And uh, it can become data-driven in due diligence and all that stuff. But you know, that's the, the stage uh, that you know, most people you know, have, are still raising on. And so what we're trying to do at Hockey Stick is say, um, how do we do a better job of connecting people um, using data? So we already know, or the, the startup already knows information about themselves. Maybe they don't want to tell the whole world about this, but they know their financials, they know the products they're doing, they know their the stuff you put in a pitch deck, and they don't want to talk to every single investor who doesn't want to invest in them. They want to talk to the small number who um, for whom it's a good fit. You gotta and, kiss a lot of frogs to find a prince. Yeah, yeah, or or, or do you? Right. That's that's the 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 right. kind of the challenge that you know that's really at the basis of hockey stick is is you know that time that traditional you know I've done it many times go on the road show go to the valley meet lots of people um, and you know and that's just we we just accept that but it's not it's not efficient and and, and that you know ninety nine meetings that founder does um, what value does that take away from the business? What else could that founder, what else could she have been doing when she wasn't pitching a VCs that are all going to say no? So with the way it works with Hockey Stick is that we take um, data we know about the companies, um, some of which is provided by, by the company, some of which comes from our own database. We um, take data we know about the funders and lenders and other people. And um, the first thing we do is we use that data set to train um, our AI to kind of you know, guess and compute uh, and score the probability two people will want to talk to each other. So we we already did that before we launched, and and now what we do when we're actually matching people or trying to match people is every time they say yes or no, that's real time going back into the algorithm. And and um, because you know I'll let you in on a secret is that um, you know every fund will say this is my thesis and. Um, but that's not necessarily their behavior, right? And, and it shouldn't be, right? There's um, a lot of times that you know an investor's um, instincts and gut is is going to be even better, um, you know, an even better way to invest than saying, oh, right, we only invest in uh, life sciences. That's all we're ever going to do. So the um, so that matchmaking is is um, you know if it's not quite an easy button, it's pretty close. Where 
um, we pitch funders to startups. So it's very much a startup-centric, founder-centric model. They get the first crack at seeing, oh, there's you know these 10 or 12 um, funders that Hockey Stick has, thinks is a good fit. I get to do my own due diligence, find out if I'm interested. And if I am, I hit a, a thumbs up button. And um, and then that starts the process of of, of getting the um, the two sides together. So uh, so as a user, as a, as an entrepreneurial user, I don't actually have to phone them or e- email them. You're making the connection for me. Correct. Yeah. And in fact, you know, a service that I'd say we do for funders is we don't allow entrepreneurs to um, you know send them thousands of emails. And and and, and frankly, hallelujah um, on both sides. Yeah, and, and it doesn't work, right? It's it's really, um, you know, if you send a, your pitch deck to an info at, um, it's highly unlikely that's going to get looked at or taken seriously. Um, so, you know, we we let entrepreneurs um, kind of vote with their clicks, the kind of things they're interested in, um, but we also um, don't, um, you know, directly like we we are the we're kind of in, in between, and. When we notify a funder that, hey, there's a great company that's interested in meeting you, hopefully the algorithm's already done a good job to compute the fit. We already have the opt-in from the founder that, yeah, I really want to meet you. And then when the funder says yes, it's a it's a warm int- data-driven warm intro that um, that's really you know our number one metric we measure ourselves by is the number of these intros that happen, and and that's even frankly even more important than whether they got funded like that's a secondary thing the primary thing is can we match people together and um and we're doing that so we're really happy with how things are going so far wow that's really really interesting do you have any stats how many i mean i i think this uh project started late in the fall or mid-fall so how many matches have you instigated and how many have actually uh been executed yeah so we've you know we definitely um we've made thousands of recommendations of funders um just even in our first uh, i'll say the first 30 days um you know we immediately had um you know a lot of traction of people getting these recommendations uh reaching out to to funders um we know of um you know hundreds of those uh matches have actually resulted in meetings and um, connections and conversations, you know, even in the first month. So we knew we were onto something. Um, and as we grow, you know, adding more startups, adding more funders, getting more conversations, um, it's just getting more and more dense. I'll say, like, and, and I mean, dense as it's not just um, you know uh, equity investors who are getting intros. Now it's um, lenders. Now it's consultants now it's um you know government grant programs and so every time we add a new category you know and and one thing i'll say that's really interesting is half of all of our investors on the platform are outside of canada so it's um you know every time that we can help a canadian startup meet a a swiss corporation looking to invest or a silicon valley uh seed fund uh, we obviously we're we we take a um you know, we're especially proud of that because um, this year it's really Im- impossible to make those connections or really difficult. So every time that happens, we feel like we're doing the community a big service to, um, in spite of the fact that like us, they're sitting in their condos or their houses uh, doing Zoom calls all day, they're still getting intros to people. They, they net new people they didn't know. So that, that was happening day one. 
Right. That's a, that's a, it's amazing. It sounds like, you know, you, it, it's still new, but it sounds like there's a, a, a some some real term, term, turbulence in the market. And it sounds like you're making a big difference. I rem- I th- I'm thinking back to when I first got involved with Startup Canada, which was like eight years ago. And uh, I was on a tour. We went across the country and visited every province except one, I think, which will go unnamed. And <laughs> And talked to entrepreneurs in 35, I think, different cities. And everyone said, we need help identifying what resources are in our community. And that was one of the first mandates of Startup Canada, to try and uh, find ways to link people. So we, we do that through startup communities. We tried to do that through a database, but we couldn't get it sponsored or funded. Um, so... so, so uh, it's it's so exciting to see that it's happening. It's it's happening in the private sector. It's being done with with with, with you know real technology, unlike what what we might have done in twenty thirteen, um, and having an impact. So a congratulations, and b what do you think um, the outcome could be from all this? Can you see a much more efficient, super conductive ecosystem? Definitely. I mean, it's, uh, that's what gets us, you know, excited. Um, you know, it's a huge problem, right? So the you know, bad news is it's a huge problem and it's not easy to solve. Um, and the good news is that, um, you know, if we, if we are really innovative and we can solve this in Canada, which we're doing, um, it's, uh, something that is a problem globally. So it's, it's not that the, um, you know, that the uh, Swiss or the Norwegians or the English have already solved all these problems and, and we just need to copy them. It's, this is a global problem uh, of, you know, everyone wants um, to grow their innovation economies. Everyone wants that, um, you know, those jobs, that, that IP, that wealth, um, that growth. But um, there's, turns out people are realizing everywhere there's a lot of impediments to that. And, um, you know, we're, we're just looking at um, a slice of it. But, you know, for sure that, that the, you know, the potential is we can, we can supercharge um, this economy and this ecosystem. And it's as much about removing barriers as adding new stuff, right? Adding new programs, new money, new, you know, inventing new things. It's just about looking at um, the way these, you know, the way the private market works and asking ourselves, does it have to be that way? You know, does it have to be so difficult does it, you know, like you mentioned, Rick, um, you know, does it have to be so difficult even to know the resources in my own community? Because exactly. it's not easy. Even in a small city, it's not easy to um, to know who is there. I remember we, we published an infographic a couple years ago that all it did was list the logos of the, um, you know, startup support organizations, funders, et cetera, in Waterloo and Toronto. That's it. It was just, you know, we didn't do Windsor. We didn't do London. We didn't do Victoria. We just did Waterloo and Toronto. It was a huge poster. And it was, it's to this day, extremely popular because, you know, for us, we, we know most of the logos. We're like, oh, it's just a nice poster I put on my wall. But for everybody else, um, you know, you're a new startup. You don't know your, uh, or you're a, you know, old school investor. You think you know everybody. Turns out you don't. Right. Or you're a foreign. Right. You're a foreign investor, and you're like, wow, I really want to invest in Canada. I've heard cool things about Waterloo, um, but what am I going to do? Google like startup innovation support. You know, 
Canada and what am I going to get? So those kinds of um, you know, data-driven uh, content and, and resources have, have been, uh, you know, A, useful and B, really reminded us that people are trying to connect. It's just difficult to do that full stop. Right. I mean, one of the things that we learned on that original Startup Canada tour was that even the institutional resources, the organizations in each ecosystem, they didn't know who else was in there. They yep. didn't know people were coming to them and saying, do you know who can help us with this or this? And they would say, no, we don't know either. And, you know, and it was, it's it's hard to reach out to connect with people you don't know exist. So, yes. uh, so I love that poster. Hopefully you can get a series done and for all the, the major cities of Canada and maybe even some of the others. Um, is this a product that, you, that, that speaking of, putting on your entrepreneur hat here is, is this a product you can see taking global globally definitely i mean that's uh you know that is the uh the next step we'll probably um launch uh, in the united states um early 21 so that's already underway through partnerships and discussions we already have so the um it is a global um a global business and you know a lot of the when I, going back to what i was saying about you know the reason it's great to launch in Canada right now is because there's so much legitimate interest in Canadian tech because it's a great ecosystem and Canada is a great country and, and, you know, we've been having kind of our moment for the last while. So the, the international interest is already bringing, um, you know, more and more international funders. And um, so that's making it much easier actually for us to uh, launch outside of Canada. And, and I hope that, you know, um, it's it's going to be um, our expansion globally will be valuable for Canadian um, VCs and and funders who can and should be um, investing around the world. And um, going back to what I was saying about customers, um, if we can help Canadian uh, companies not only raise money outside of Canada if that's you know the right path for them, but help them connect with partners, buyers, suppliers around the world, then, then we're adding even more value. So it's, it's a big vision that we have. Um, but it really comes back to this, you know, easy button of, you know, if I could find a, um, you know, somebody to help me set up my payroll in the United States, um, just by hitting that button, instead of asking 10 people searching, posting, going through a bunch of bad suppliers, you know, if I could hit that button instead, um, would I value that? And, and the answer is yes. Let me ask you, Raymond, we You've built a, 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 an incredible power tool for the uh, tech slash innovation ecosystem. Uh, the Startup Canada community includes a lot of businesses that aren't primarily technical, that use technology as a tool, but, the, but, but, but their product probably isn't high tech. It's not digital. They, they, they don't have a machine learning 3D printer in, in, in the basement. Could could the, the the hockey stick database or matchmaking services? I is that something that other that entrepreneurs that are tech light might might consider looking at? Is, is there value that they can derive out of it? Definitely, sounds like you're just describing a bunch of really great companies, right? Regardless of whether they're part of the cool club and and of you know AI machine learning or how they how they identify their companies. I think, you know, a great business is a great business and, and technology should be a tool for that. I think that the only 
difference, you know, depending on on whether you're a you know pure play, uh, you know, tech startup or you use tech to enable and grow your business is really um, the the types of funders that uh, you'll connect with. And I think absolutely, um, you know, I invite you know all of you listening, you know, regardless of whether you're you know tech startups or you think of yourself as a tech startup. You know, that's one of the benefits I think of joining Hockey Stick is that, um, you know, we won't waste your time introducing you to a bunch of people who who are who don't care about your business, um, and um, you'll probably discover that there's a diversity of of different types of funding. Um, you know, and not every type of funding is for every every business, right? That's never been the case, and um, that's one of the things we're trying to do is, regardless of your business, save your time, connect you to the sources of funding and and other types of value that are useful to you without having you um, you know do that roadshow of a hundred people get turned down by 99 or maybe a hundred and ask yourself you know what did I get out of that so you know we're definitely a, a business matchmaking service where we really care about you know quote unquote tech startups right now because it's such a great high growth market and there's a lot of interest. And, and I think that I'm really proud to be part of this ecosystem um, and, and want to help it grow. Um, but, you know, w- every business that um, has, um, you know, has that aspiration to grow um, uh, should join. Uh, you know, everyone is a hockey stick uh, potential business, uh, regardless of, of what you do. That's fantastic. That's uh, that's really interesting. Uh, let me just ask you: Is there a filter there for social purpose? So many entrepreneurs that I know are are, are building social enterprises, enterprises that you know have triple bottom lines that value social yeah. purpose or the or the or, or the environment as much as they do growth or profitability. Um, is that a, a, a metric that you're that that that, the, that hockey stick is watching? It is, and in fact, you know, um, you know, social, um, you know, triple bottom line or, or kind of impact businesses, um, you know, uh, diversity, um, under underrepresented communities. I think there's, you know, these are all great uses of matchmaking and AI, by the way, right? Because whether you have a sign that says uh, I want to invest in impact businesses, or you just have a preference, I think that based on behavior over time. Uh, the algorithm will pick that up and say, "Oh, you seem to be saying yes to a lot of businesses that have uh, a social, um, you know, impact as part of their business plan." And over time, we're going to show you more of those. So um, it, it's like, you know, I, I've you really seem to be watching a lot of sci-fi, Rick, uh, on Netflix. So we're going to just show you a lot of those. Um, just making that up, of course. Um, so that's that's something that. Um, you know, it's a it's a really great example. I'm glad you brought up because, um, you know, if you just said who are all the impact investors, you're going to get a very different list than if you say, well, who are all the people I should meet, and here's who I am. I'm somebody who has a impact business. Um, it's going to be a better list um, through a service like Hockey Stick that really spends a lot of time on the match, not the um, you know not the 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 list that you've got to go through and kind of figure out yourself. It's fantastic. It sounds totally game changing. So exciting to hear about uh, what what you're up to, and to me, the most exciting thing is that extension that we talked about earlier to customers, because every entrepreneur 
goes crazy trying to find more customers, trying to find those people who will who will understand what they're doing, fit the target market, um, have the, uh, the 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 sufficient uh, financial capacity to buy whatever solution that they're selling, and you're going to short circuit that process too. Definitely, the you know I, I th- thinking back ten years um, to when we were um, I was. Uh, working on year one labs um, with um, with some a few of my partners Ben Yoskovich, Alistair Kroll, Ian Ray in Montreal, um, and one of the things we developed in this micro VC accelerator, whatever you know, we didn't have a name for it back then, um, was we had this concept called the one metric that matters. So when you're building a new company and and trying to figure it out, there's a lot of things you can measure, but what what's ultimately the one metric that matters? And it and it was never funding. It wasn't, it was never, um, the one metric that matters is how much capital you raise or from what sources. Uh, it was always a customer metric for obvious reasons. So, you know, is it revenue? Is it traction? Is it signups? Is it engagement? In the end, the metrics that really power businesses are our customers. And so we see a ton of opportunity to help startups uh, connect with customers, whether they're big corporate buyers or other startups that can help um, trade services or or um, help each other out uh, because it's it's probably the number one thing um, the, the number one challenge of finding product market fit is um, is finding the people the audiences that are going to help you prove it or disprove it that's not easy to do and I think if we can like we're connecting people to good sources of capital we can help people um, connect with you know who they think their audience is or their customers and that ends up being proven out by people clicking and buying and using um, that type of, you know, I'm going to call it customer raising, not fundraising. Um, that is, you know, that creates way more value on the balance sheet of the company uh, than anything else they can do. Right. Um, so should I be endorsing the idea that everyone listening to this podcast should go to hockeystick.co and sign up for the database, or are you going to use their data in googly ways? You should definitely encourage, and I encourage everyone to sign up. Um, you know, it's free, it's growing, you get a ton of value, and our data privacy and kind of data usage policies, as they always have been, are, are quite strict. So, you know, it's we don't um, sell the data, we don't use it in in ways that you wouldn't like, and in fact. Um, we never share any data um, with um, an investor until you've said, I see this investor, I like this investor, I want you to, sh- to share my data with this investor, and we keep track of every single click. So it's not even like our database product where um, it's more an, an aggregate, there's a ton of data there. Uh, this is very much, um, you know, as I mentioned before, founder-centric. We like it when founders decide who sees their stuff as opposed to they, you know, put all put all their pitch decks somewhere, and um, and um, you know they they think that it's the right thing to do because you never know a good uh, a good investor might look at it. Um, you know, we don't really like that model. We'd rather have it be um, more efficient, but also giving the entrepreneur more control. You know exactly who is access- accessing your data and why. And you know, I think a lot of platforms. Um, have started to think about about their data practices as, um, you know, why do I need this much data? Who ultimately controls it? And um, you know, I could talk for hours and hours and hours about 
about uh, data ownership and data rights, uh, but I won't, uh, thankfully. Um, it's it's something that is uh, has always been kind of part of our DNA. Fantastic. It's been so exciting to talk with you and and, and get caught up on what Hockey Stick is doing. Mm. It's, it's intriguing to see that there's a Canadian company solving this problem for entrepreneurs and you're going to take it global and it's it's going to be great to watch and uh, and and it's a phenomenon that uh, a lot of entrepreneurs should be uh, uh, rushing to get involved with uh, so exciting my traditional last question for any of the entrepreneurs I talk to is whether you know you have any specific bit of advice for our audience the hard-working entrepreneurs uh, that you've that you've taken from your experience your career uh, to help them solve their business problems yeah I think years ago you know somebody right at the beginning of my entrepreneurial journey um, when I was still a student actually somebody said you know you have to focus and I didn't really know what that meant at the time um, and it's something that um, you know it takes you know it took me years to figure it out but but I'll just you know leave you with by saying that um, you know, focus is the number one thing that you can do to make progress in your business because it just means tuning out the noise. You know, whether the noise is social media, um, the noise is your family, <laughs> the noise is um, reading, you know, blogs and books. And at the end of the day, focus is, you know, y you know what you need to get done today or in the next hour. Um, tune everything else out, focus on that, and, and you, you'd be amazed at how far that can go because uh, it forces you to say what's important and what's not and holds you yourself accountable for that. And if you do that every hour, every day, every week, um, it, it's amazing how far you can you can go. Um, you know, it took me a long time to learn that because there's so many distractions when you're building a business. It's so exciting, so many cool people to talk to. Um, and um, but, you know, I, in some ways, I still learn this lesson every day. It's, I wake up, I ask myself, what's really important and sometimes it takes you know 10 times asking yourself the question is that really important what's more important than that and then how do i tune that out uh not easy to do but i think it's um uh, the best piece of advice that i've ever received and i'll kind of pay that forward on this podcast all right uh, that, that's terrific focus that's well done and the, the the other lesson that you taught us earlier on was what if there was an easy button for all this how would that change what we're doing so uh uh, some tremendous advice from you and uh, some tremendous prospects going forward. Thank you so much, Raymond Luke of Hockey Stick, for being part of today's podcast. And I encourage everyone to check out hockeystick.co. Thanks, Rick. It's great to be here. Thank you for joining us this week in the Startup Canada podcast, a weekly show dedicated to unlocking the potential of every entrepreneur. Stay tuned another minute to hear the latest startup community news and the upcoming events lineup, including our hashtag Startup Chats on Twitter every Wednesday and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time. I sometimes show up there too. Until next week, I'm your Startup Canada podcast host, Rick Spence.